0: Hey what's up everybody Aaron with Hex Vintage Threads here. So I'm starting a new series called Hex Life & Style where I kind of give you all the viewers a behind the scenes look at um, some of your favorite vintage resellers. Our first interview is with Scott Haddon at Caught It Off The Backboard. As you'll see Scott's been in the vintage game for a while but his true passion is rollerblading. So let's check it out. out. we'll try this out hey guys i'm with scott hatton this is completely new this is the intro to uh hex life and style we're, we're trying to do or what i'm trying to do here is just kind of give you uh, behind the scenes uh, or behind the curtain of some of your favorite instagram handles and uh, vintage resellers i guess is the I'm, words i'm looking for but um, this is scott hatton uh, at cutting off the backboard and uh, he likes the peace signs, gives some peace. He's eating some chips. And What are you drinking? Uh,
1: actually, <clears throat> I just topped it off while you were drinking or while you were talking. Uh, it's a smoothie from a little place down on campus um, in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, it's called Jumpstart Smoothies. Best smoothies in town.
0: Cool. Hopefully. It was, uh,
1: it was a pomegranate burst is what it was called. It was delicious.
0: Hopefully you sanitized the uh, – the cup and everything before you uh, took off with it.
1: Nah, man, I live life on the edge. It's cool, though.
0: So what? that leads me into my first question. What have you been doing during quarantine?
1: Uh, You're looking at it. Just, uh, <laughs> just This is it. <laughs> uh, just a lot of, you know, sitting in my garage and waiting until it gets dark and then I go to sleep.
0: You watching anything?
1: Nah. I tried to watch Tiger King, but then I saw some stuff where – He was trying to make it okay for him to say some racial slurs, so I had to stop watching it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's not surprising. That show was an absolute train wreck, but it's like one of those things you are watching and you can't, you can't stop watching it for some reason. Charming fellow though. Yeah, definitely. He charmed people out of a lot of money. And now he's charming all of us to watch the show, so. Yeah. Crazy. But um so I want to talk a little bit about obviously the vintage game and the vintage scene and how you kinda of got into that, but let's first kind of talk about what your true passion is. So if people who don't know and you're just kind of getting to know Scott here, Scott is uh he were you a professional rollerblader at one time or what? Um
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't really call it like a professional rollerblader. I skated in like professional contests and stuff and I won some money from it, and occasionally I would get, you know, broke off a little something from companies, and they would send me free stuff. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't call it actual professional rollerblading. But, but I mean, I competed with guys that were, you know, like getting paid not a lot of money, but, you know, getting paid frequently and going to contests and winning and stuff, winning a lot of money and stuff, not a lot of money um but guys that were considered professional rollerbladers so good money good money for for the age right uh no no okay no no, good good money for no age it's it's hard it's hardly uh it's like lemonade stand money that we get paid honestly
0: wow so how
1: old were you when you got into rollerblading? uh i was four years old four wow four yeah i got my first pair of like actual like aggressive inline skates when i was four years old and actually well it might take a minute to dig them out but i have not the exact pair but like the exact same model that they were uh they're like right on the other side of the garage but they're i think they're packed away somewhere but uh but yeah i got my first pair of like actual like aggressive skates with like grind plates and all that kind of stuff when i was four years old
0: what got you into probably
1: um when i was a kid uh my cousin, uh, he, uh, he had rollerblades and he got them for his birthday. Uh, and we went to a birthday party for him at a skating rink in uh, Harrisburg, Kentucky, which I can only imagine that that skating rink is not there anymore. Um, but, uh, but when I went, uh, you know, I was kind of like, uh, kind of like his little, little sidekick, like anything he had his hands in, I had to have my hands in. So, uh after that birthday party I, I told my mom i was like i gotta have a pair um and i wouldn't shut up about it so i guess she finally just gave in and bought a pair and just hoped that i would like leave her alone for a few hours <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah so i got my first pair and i was four
0: that's cool that's cool and so how old are you now
1: um 28 i just turned 28 uh, a little over a month ago so guys
0: so Man, that's, uh, so 24 years you've been going at it. So tell me some, so tell me some funny stories. So you were kind of semi-pro, you weren't professional, but you've traveled a lot (laughs) and had a lot of different, you know, uh, shows and, and events and things like that. Tell me, tell me something funny. Like what's one of your most memorable stories?
1: Um, memorable as in, like, funny, or scary, or life-changing, or... Just, just I give like, me, we
0: just we, You pick, man. It doesn't matter. Something that will interest the, the people.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, let me think, let me think. Uh, I guess, probably, like, it wouldn't, like, one specific event, but probably, like, my favorite, like, memory, I guess just all over the course of the whole thing. Uh, it was, like, a month long. Um, uh, two of my some of my best friends throughout the culture of skating or whatever, uh, decided that they wanted to go on a road trip around the entire, uh, us, uh, in an RV, which they didn't exactly own yet, but they were going to try to, you know, find one to drive around and they kept talking about it. And, uh, they invited, uh, myself and two other guys to ride with if we were down. Um, so I, uh, I told him I had to think about it because I was still working like a full-time job at the time. Um, but uh, I eventually uh, told him that yeah, I was like, at this point, I was like, ah, I'm going to go. If I get fired, then I get fired, but I'm not going to not go. So <clears throat> so we drove uh, an RV um, from where we are in Kentucky. Well, where they are, they're from Bowling Green. Uh, from Bowling Green all the way down to Florida, uh, from Florida across a couple of stops, uh, we stopped in Texas and a few places before that, uh, eventually making it all the way to the West coast up California. We stopped at a big, uh, camp called Woodward. That's a big action sports camp. Um, then we started making our way back. We went through Colorado, uh, and these are not going to be in order. I'm not a person that can remember uh, the maps very well. So hey, that's, I'm not
0: going to test you. I'm not, I'm not
1: a yeah. major either. So, um, but uh i like arizona colorado uh missouri uh what's the state called <laughs> illinois there we go okay yeah Il- illinois uh indiana and then we came back home just call it
0: chicago man that's really the only place
1: <laughs> yeah no those people don't even know illinois is a state <laughs> but uh, but no so we did that i was on the road for like a month with them um and then when i finally got back home and started going back to work uh, they went and they did it again. They did the whole wow. shebang again. They stopped in different cities. Some of them same, some of them different. Um, uh, but all in the same RV that somehow or another, uh, uh, one of my friends Brad, uh, procured from a guy, uh, in Bowling Green. Somehow or another, he bought this really nice RV, obviously for like two thousand bucks. I don't get like that dude. That dude's a wheeling and deal and son of a gun if I've ever seen one. That's like uh,
0: Brad. It, yeah. Is his brother named Chad?
1: You know what? It is. <laughs> is that
0: the, the Brad It really is.
1: Oh, yeah, true. it really is,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brad and Chad. They're not They're not what, uh, you know, like Barstool and all those funny Instagram pages make out to be a Brad and Chad. They probably get involved in the same dumb stuff, but uh, they're not, uh, you know, like uh, really rich preppy kids or whatever. yeah. That's like, uh, so I bet you guys saw, I
0: mean, traveling in an RV (laughs) is with anybody would be crazy, I would think, but I'm sure you guys had a lot of fun and saw a lot of interesting stuff and got to skate some really cool places. Um, and, um, so that's, that's awesome. So let's move into more of kind of what this interview is about now that they obviously rollerblading is your true passion. Let's talk a little bit about the vintage scene and the vintage game how long have you been in that and, and
1: kind of what got you in, interested in vintage clothing? Um. Well, I've been, I guess like whole, whole picture, I guess I've been kind of like into like going into Goodwills and thrift stores and all that kind of stuff ever since I was like uh, in high school, I guess. Um, and it all kind of comes back to skating. Like I wasn't going to go buy a brand new pair of Levi's to tear a hole in the backside of them in a week's time. Because you know you, you know you slide out, you fall a lot of skating, you tear a hole in the knee, tear yeah. a hole in the butt, there goes seventy bucks on a pair of jeans, and I would probably do it every two weeks to a month, so I wasn't you know I wasn't going to spend that money, so either way, I would go into these places and I would find like stuff that I thought looked cool that I could skate in, and I was only out uh four or five bucks. so <clears throat> uh, at the time, you know I didn't know anything about any sort of resale game. I had no clue. No clue. I was literally just buying stuff that I thought looked cool. Um, and it's funny, almost kind of like turns my stomach because I can remember going into our Goodwills and seeing stuff that sells for like six, seven, eight hundred dollars now. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And just like pass by it (laughs) because I didn't know any, I didn't know anything, you know? So, um,
0: if if you all had a crystal ball, that's the, that's the thing. uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing myself. And I know you, you and I talk a lot. So, I mean, now i'm just anything with some really cool content obviously i'm looking for we're all looking for that grail or that you know some of those you know um, older pieces but i'm trying to pick up kind of anything with with good content because yeah. i know at some point i mean if you hold on to it long enough it's going to be vintage so either you're going to sell sure. it or you're going to have to hold on to it and by the time you hold on to it long enough it'll it'll come around at some point but um okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I, nice. I I think we're all that way we all i mean I think about the stuff that I, you know that I've seen over the years that I've just passed mm-hmm. on, and I'm like ah what what was I thinking but uh but go so go into a little more detail around that, so goodwill kind of got you moving like what are some what are some other influences and in, that got you into kind of more collecting
1: um well i've you know I've always you know liked to like throw outfits together. Um, it's always been kind of like working like a cool puzzle for me, I guess, but then I get to like wear the puzzle around and like feel cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so I've always liked doing that. Um, and then actually, uh, the guy that I was talking about that I went around the country with, Brad, um, about, I guess it was actually, it was right around the time that we started the whole trip. Um, he was really heavy into the thrift scene, never really had like a big Instagram page or following, kind of kept, he was behind the scenes a lot on, uh, eBay and Depop, things like that. Um, but he kind of put me onto it. He was like, man, I'm like, oh, you're, you know, you know, reselling this stuff for like pretty good money. You should, you should look into it. Have you ever heard of it? And I was like, a lot of stuff that, you know, he says from time to time, I'm just kind of like, ah, no, I haven't really heard about it. Just kind of, you know, let it go. But then on the trip, uh, he was like, we're going to take time for, to go out to this place called round two. And it was like not long after they had opened their, uh, their LA branch. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, ah, okay, cool. Sounds sounds neat. I didn't think anything of it, uh, other than it was maybe like uh like a really cool version of like uh like a Buffalo Exchange or Plato's closet type thing. I didn't think it was anything crazy. Uh he told me about it and hyped it up. Uh but like I said, I was just kinda like, ah, I'll I'll see it when I see it. Um and we got out there and I've never spent so much time in one store and not even bought anything. Like I just lit I looked at every single piece that they had in that store. I had never been more amazed in my entire life. Like this was to, to, to set, to set the date, I guess it was in 2006. It was in July of 2016 that I went there. So I don't know how long exactly they had been on, uh, Melrose at the time, but I know it was sort of new. Um, so either way we went out there, uh, we actually got to, uh, chat with, uh, Sean Wotherspoon and, uh, one of his partners, Chris, uh, we got to chat with them. Awesome. out there yeah it was really cool they were very very inviting you know from as much um you know as much uh you know excitement that they had built around their name over the past couple of years uh i mean we talked with them for like 30 minutes and they you know it was they were very cool like very interested in what we were doing uh they actually hooked us up with a couple of free like round two shirts and some other like stickers and cool fanboy stuff but uh
0: that's insane. But, uh, he he appears. I mean, he he seems like that kind of guy. You know, he seems like that kind sure. of guy that would spend time with with people and talk, especially early on, like that. So that's sure.
1: awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, Chris Rousseau, Chris Rousseau, I can never remember his last name, but both of them they were very cool. Like I said, chatted for a long time. Um, but uh, so then after that trip, I was hooked, dude. I could like if I had any spare money, like it was I was going to Goodwill. And I was like, watch, like after I got back home, I went back and I binge watched their entire YouTube show, the round two show thing on YouTube. Uh, I binge watched that. And I don't watch TV. I never watch TV. I finished all of those things within like probably less than between one and two weeks. Like I watched everything. Um, just trying to like learn as much as I could from stuff that Brad was telling me. Um, and then stuff that I saw them selling in stores, stuff that people were bringing in to sell to them. Um, all that kind of stuff. So I was just trying, I was just, you know, like a sponge just show just, you know, soaking up as much uh, information that I could. So, um, and then you, so yeah, basically July, 2016 is when I kind of started uh, kind of jumping into the, I guess more resale game, I guess, learning about it anyway.
0: So what, what, what do you collect? What's, what do you like the most? I know you're on, you, you probably find a lot of cool different, things as we all do but what's the one thing that you're after that you that you collect
1: um i wouldn't really i couldn't really narrow it down to just like one thing um but i guess like the one thing that really stands out surely because of the amount of different pieces that i have would either have to be um old rollerblade brands or or content that involves rollerblading it doesn't have to be an actual brand but like in the 90s um you know, rollerblading was so much bigger that lots of, like, Bugle Boy had stuff with rollerblading on it, Um, lots of random stuff like that, so uh, I love to find that kind of stuff, but then I also really have a uh, soft place in my heart for country music tees, that's, like, the, like, I I grew up only listening to country music when I was a kid up until, I guess, probably, like, closer to uh middle school, like fourth fifth grade before I even like heard my first rap song, oh really, yeah, yeah, which is very interesting because while I still listen to a lot of like uh you know like nineties and prior country music, like I'm very heavy into hip hop and lots of other music blues uh i I mean anything it, you know in, in any genre there's there's good music to be found, so you know I'm very across the board as far as my music taste goes, um but definitely like I'm very. Like, I definitely, like, really dig, like, again, like, 90s hip-hop and rap and stuff like that. I think I'm just, like, like, we're all, like, in all of that music, all of it lies within the era of, like, 80s, 90s. Whether it's uh, rock, uh, hip-hop, rap, country, blues, any of that stuff. Like, all of it is kind of, like, centralized around, like, 80s, 90s. So, I think I'm just kind of, like, stuck in the past, which I'm cool with because that's a cool past to be a part of. But, um
0: well, that makes two of us because I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about my thoughts on hip hop. I'm a kind of an old hip hop guy. I like, um, mm-hmm. uh, 80s and 90s stuff, but, um, and of course I'm crazy about country, not new country. I like a lot of old country. Sure. But, um, but I, I, but I agree. I mean, but it's, it's funny because now, now as, as time, you know, goes on, now I'm really, I really like the the style of music from like 2000 to 2005, as mm-hmm. far as like hip hop is concerned. Sure. And some of the you know some of the some of the rock that was in that era was pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, more like I guess more of the emo rock or punk rock. Not really punk, not heavy punk, but you know more of the emo mm-hmm. bands like sure. Bleak 182, Good Charlotte, stuff like that. Um, I like it now more than I did then so that's I don't know if it's just you give it a little bit of time and it starts to kind of come back to you or what or kind of maybe it reminds you of a point in time in your life or something like that so I think that's pretty cool but um, yeah
1: I agree with that I think um, I was like you know I was born in 92 so I guess you could say I was like kind of a 90s kid but like by the time that I was like really old enough to like really like develop any sort of taste i guess with more like 2000s i guess like i was eight in the year 2000 so yeah. you know like a lot of like my much more heavy memories like vivid memories that i have are probably from the 2000s so like but a lot of that stuff like you said you probably didn't like that much back then but then like as it like pops back up randomly on the radio or on some sort of shuffle that i've got going on my phone apple music whatever um i listen to it and i like i like love it now yeah like all the stuff that like uh, you know the same thing as you like you probably thought it was like lame because you know when when you were uh around in the 2000s like you were a little bit older you were kind of a little bit older than the generation that was probably listening to like Backstreet Boys and, and Sync and Britney Spears and that kind of stuff like that was probably not your thing but now that you listen to it it's like it's probably it's not like a big interest of yours but at least you can like you know listen through the song and be like oh, I guess it's not that bad of a song Oh no! I mean
0: that's and that's what I was talking about with like an era in time. I think like Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and stuff right around that TRL time period. Sure. And of course, when you were you were young, but I was in college, so I I just kind of really started um, college in that not well. I started college, I guess, in '98, but that '99, 2000 time frame. So a lot of that music takes me back to that period of time. Sure. I'm crazy about the '90s too but mm-hmm. it's funny because i, I like a, i like a lot of um although i was really young in the 80s and and um 70 you know i was born in 78 but all that 70s music my parents used to play on the record player so sure. i i mean growing up it was just kind of you heard it every day mm-hmm. so now you know when i hear music like that it really takes me back to to kind of as a kid and i sure. think it's almost like it's crazy how music can make you feel that way or like Mm-hmm. Nostalgia of a shirt you had as a kid or something mm-hmm. that you remember from your childhood it's like you can almost smell the grilled cheese on, on in the skillet man it's crazy right. but um okay well let's let's move it on here a little bit i, I want to i mean i could talk forever you know with you for sure but uh but for the for the sake of just kind of people keeping people in tune with with you and I. I mean, of course you and I talk shop all the time. But um let's uh so so I'm I'm gonna start once I once I kinda they get to know you a little bit, I'm gonna end every interview with kind of a PSA. So, you know, okay. you remember the cartoons growing up, G.I. Joe, The Crown Dog, all of those they used to give like a PSA at the end kind of yeah basically you know a public service announcement so if if somebody came up to you maybe a younger generation or somebody that didn't know you what would your public service announcement be
1: um don't try to grow up too fast because it's a trap yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe not word it maybe not word it quite so blunt but like literally like when you're like you're a kid dude like just 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 have fun. Like, don't try to act too adult because when you wind up being an adult, like, all you want to do is act like a kid anyway. So you might as well just have a blast while you can.
0: Can, can you tell Lily and Kenneth that, my son and daughter, because especially Lily, she does not get that. And I understand. They never will. Yeah. I, I, they it, never will. It,
1: it, it's how it works, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because now yeah, we're adults and you have the responsibilities and everything else and you just want to – all you want to do is go back to when it was – very easy. Yeah. <laughs> so you did not have any worries and things like that. So,
1: I mean, a lot of you know all the kids. Which I mean, it's not just kids. It's a, it's a adults too. But like all everybody sees is the funnest parts of people's lives that you put on Facebook or Instagram or the people who do uh, YouTube videos. You only see the absolute most fun part of what they're doing. That's what that's for. Is like a showcase in a sense.
0: Yeah.
1: So people who can't realize that and especially kids, it's very hard for them to realize that, don't realize that, like, yeah, like, but these people probably put in a crap load of work when they're not on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know? Uh, you know, some of these people work, like, 60, 80-hour weeks, you know, uh, going to a job that they hate, but they're, like, you know, like, making it seem like they're having, like, a great time when in reality, like, anybody can take a picture.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know? I guess that's why so, we
0: hang on to, you know, I mean, that that's... You know, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with that, man. I mean, because, you know, you look at social media and you look at all these different outlets that everybody has and everybody's life looks, you know, great. Or maybe you can kind of read into a quote or whatever to really Mm -hmm. where they are in their life. But that's one of the things I like the most about the vintage scene is, that you know, you can you can go scrolling through and you like I said, you see a shirt from your past or you, you know, you interact with other you know, people, um, or someone reaches out to you and says, Hey, man, I had that shirt as a kid. You know, I, you know, how much is that? What's the price on that? I'd love to have mm-hmm. it. Those type of things to me is really, I mean, you know, now that it's kind of become so big on Instagram and, and through other, you know, outlets like Depop and stuff, just mm-hmm. the networking and the interacting with customers and with other people that buy and sell. In trade, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And that's, that's, you know, at my age, at 41 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a little, I'm, I guess, you know, like you, you, you old heads call me, or you young guys call me dad. But Mm. I mean, and all joking aside, I mean, that this is what I, you know, this feeds kind of my, my inner child and my, that whole idea. I, well, I guess let me break that down. I like it. I like the idea of the entrepreneurship and the business. That's what I've always, that's kind of my, my, my thing i love that but but before any of that i love the inner the networking and the work, sure. work and the, all of that that goes with it and the nostalgia so that's
1: that's sure. the but i agree man hopefully agree. hopefully
0: hopefully the kids will get that one day hopefully they'll understand that and they'll look back and they'll think you know when they do get older they'll still enjoy those things and look back and really um, think about the memories that were created kind of around yeah around their childhood like that so cool man well listen i'll let you go i appreciate it this is you're the first so this might hopefully this won't suck but we'll see how it goes and um, i appreciate everything scott again caught it off the cut it off the backboard. check him out if you're not already following him. okay yeah see you buddy all
1: right thanks man talk to you soon see you peace <laughs>